In a world filled with big sports companies and high-end production podcasts comes a group of guys who paid five bucks for this intro. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. All right, welcome back to another episode of Eat Sleep Fantasy. This is our second episode back to back without Mr. Christian Brito. I am Richard Freire, otherwise known as Intern Rich. Are you talking? Shut up, Richard. And I have with me today, Mr. Dale DeMond. How you doing today, Dale? Fuck you, Dale! Fuck you! What's up, Rich? How you doing, man? Pretty good, pretty good. This is this is our last... We're going to do our last mock draft today. Uh, it's kind of yeah, sad. Yeah, this is it. This is it. It's been a fun episode to do every week, you know, and uh, our fans seem to like it. But this may be our last one before everybody else... Well, a lot of leagues are probably already drafting since it yeah. is Sunday on the, on the third preseason week. But, you know, our listener league will be drafting next week. Yep. So, you know, yep. anybody in our listener league, this is going to be probably your last chance to see what kind of mock we do here. Yep. So we'll, go, we'll be doing a 12-team mock today. We'll be drafting out of the number 12 position. I don't think that we've done that one yet, have we, Dale? I don't think so. I think 12 sounds good. Yeah. Uh, of course, regular rules, standard rules apply. One QB, two running back, two wide receiver, one tight end, one wide receiver running back flex. And then six uh, players on your bench. Wait, you want to okay. do PPR or standard today? Uh, we, we'll go. We'll go standard. Okay. If anything, you know, if anything, if we if we feel like we want to do like maybe another mock episode this week before this weekend, uh, we'll dedicate it to PPR then. How about this? While we're this? how about this? While we're mocking, we'll give some PPR notes along the way. Um, if you know if there's another player close that we would rather take PPR, maybe we'll just kind of give you notes along the way. So uh, this could kind of help everybody out. We're drafting standard, but. Let's give some PPR notes for those that have a draft coming up. How about that? All right. I mean, we, we can try to do that. If we see any anybody that we feel has relevance in PPR yeah, yeah. more than standard, we can mention it. But the, the, the drafting itself, because, you know, in PPR, certain players are going to get picked before others. I don't know if that would really work uh, when we're talking about positioning and value in, in, in the draft placement itself. But, you know, any any information that we have, we're going to pass it along. Yeah, sounds good. And uh, sorry, sorry again. Christian, I know you guys all love him because a stupid poll on Twitter came out and he was like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, he beat us by just a couple percent. But um, yeah, he's he doesn't care about you guys, so just remember that next time a Twitter poll comes out, um, that he's off on a cruise with his wife and he doesn't care about this podcast. So just remember that. And and Armando's just being lazy; he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get let's go it. ahead and get the let's get the mock draft started here. All right, again, we're going to be drafting out of the number 12 position, which is the last pick. First overall pick, of course, no surprise, Mr. Antonio Brown. And then Odell Beckham, Todd Gurley, and Julio Jones. So exactly who you would think would be drafted in the top four has yep. been drafted. Are there any specific strategies you wanted to try here, Dale, for your first round pick? Maybe go tight end Rob Gronkowski or, you know, maybe go running back heavy in the beginning. Anything you wanted to try to see what kind of team we can come up with? You know, I've, I've stuck to this strategy pretty much throughout all mock season. I am a firm believer in staying wide receiver heavy, especially in the beginning rounds. Um, it just it always looks so much sexier, um, you know, when the draft is done by, you know, taking a couple of the, the top uh, wide receivers. Um, don't really get too much, especially uh, you know, especially when you're talking PPR. You don't get too much when it comes to getting running backs out of your first or second round. Um, well, we, 
remember we do have the we do have the snake pick here so we're going to get two back-to-back -back picks so if we wanted to get two powerhouse running backs like a jamal charles and a Devontae freeman we can or if we wanted to go with two powerhouse wide receivers like an Allen robinson and a brandon marshall we can do that as well right or we can just go one of each i i like drafting out of the 12 uh, out of the last pick of the draft simply because in the beginning of the draft i know that i'm going to get two out of the top 13 players yep. in the league period yeah yeah you know Yep. Uh, I feel that I feel there's more value at getting like the 12 and the 13 instead of getting, you know, like the number one and the number 24. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Um, um, so I, who, who are you who are you looking at here? I mean, you, you mentioned wide receivers. Yeah. So some of some of the higher ones that are ranked right now, we got Des Bryant available, Allen Robinson, Brandon Marshall, Mike Evans. What are you thinking here? Right. I'm, I'm liking uh, Allen Robinson or Mike Evans. I really like it. Mike Evans, actually. I wouldn't mind going like. Alan Robinson, Mike Evans, back to back here. Um, you know, I know we're jumping ahead to the next pick, but uh, I would love to go wide receiver and get these two beast, uh, Alan Robinson, Mike Evans. Uh, but Jamal Charles yeah. is looking good too. I mean, Jamal Charles, I think is a is a first round talent here in this draft that he's overlooked and not being drafted uh, high enough. I don't think. Yeah, Jamal Charles is being a little bit overlooked here since he hasn't been drafted just yet. I feel that you know we we've been saying this all off season. You know, barring injury, some of these players that we see, if they're able to stay healthy the whole year, they're the kind of player that they can lead the league at their position. And Jamal Charles is one of them. I like your pick of Allen Robinson, our wide receiver. Uh, you know, he's he's gonna be he's gonna be just as special as he was last year. He won't catch anybody by surprise anymore. Right. But he is still gonna be a powerhouse at the position. I think so too. Um, I mean, if you wanted to go Allen Robinson and Jamal Charles, we've got two people that are gonna be top ten quality at their position. I've got no problem with that, uh, but we will. We, whatever we decide to do here, we're not going to draft again until another twenty-four picks have been taken. Right, right, and that's so, that's a, that's the uh, other uh, other side of the sword there. Um, yeah. So yeah. Let, let's say let's say we go with the two wide receivers that you mentioned, Allen Robinson and Mike Evans. Yep. Uh, when it comes time to pick a running back, we might have to settle for somebody like a Carlos Hyde. Or even maybe a, a you know hopefully not a Matt Forte to be our running back one. Right. So would you feel comfortable with that being in that kind of position with the two wide receivers that we could get? Yeah, I mean if look if we can get Allen Robinson and Mike Evans now, I would be comfortable having like Latavius Murray and Jeremy Hill, um, something like that. Uh, that I, would be pretty good. Yeah, yeah I, I want to be yeah. a, if, if they follow us. Uh, you know Thomas Rawls perhaps. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it up to you here. Um, I I strongly suggest at least taking one wide receiver here. I wouldn't mind the split of you know Allen Robinson, Jamal Charles, and then picking up a wide receiver running back uh, next. Uh, you know what? Let, let's because I feel I feel that a lot of people are going to go wide receiver heavy at the beginning. So let's go ahead and go with the two wide receivers as our first two picks. Seeing as I think that's going to be more prevalent to the listeners, they're going to want to go. Because a lot of people still feel burned from last year, so they may go wide receiver heavy in the beginning. So this is giving them an idea of what to expect or what their team could look like when they're put in this position. Now you mentioned you mentioned Mike Evans though. Would you rather have Mike Evans or Brandon Marshall? Because Brandon Marshall is also available. Yeah, I would I'd go Evans over Brandon Marshall. Um, just be, I mean I loved what I've seen from Mike Evans in the preseason so far. Uh, I think. Uh, I think Jameis Winston has shown a lot of growth in this short span. Um, I'm I'm all in on Mike Evans, really. Uh, I had a draft earlier today where I had the eighth pick, and I was seriously considering Mike Mike Evans that early. It was just a half PPR, um, but I I really like him. 
Now, Mike Evans really did have a, a, a breakout season last year. He had over 1,200 yards. He only had the three touchdowns, yep. though, which was a shame. Um, you know, obviously, you feel that there that he's going to be he's going to be his yeah. his yardage total may be right around there, but his touchdown total you feel has to get better. It has to. I I, I it has to. I I think uh I think he's going to get probably in the eight touchdown range this year, around the same same yardage. He'll be a he'll be a yeah. top twelve wide receiver at the end of uh at the end of the season for sure. I I have no doubt. Whereas Brandon Marshall last year had over fifteen hundred yards and fourteen touchdowns. I think he was he was probably like the, the number three or the number four wide receiver last year in most formats. Right. So you know he he that that was one of his probably his best season of his career ever. Um, you know he is aging. He's gonna he's thirty two years old now. We keep mentioning age on this podcast. Not only because it's you know something that we like to talk about, but it is prevalent when we're when we're looking to, to pick people out of different positions. So you you're, you you want to go Mike Evans, and I'd rather go with Brandon Marshall in this position. However, okay. let's let, let's go with Mike Evans. Uh, we'll go Allen Robinson and then Mike Evans, and then we'll see who's available for us come the third round. Okay. So you you so you picked Des Bryant. Uh, I'm sorry, you picked uh, Allen Robinson uh, in the yeah, first pick, on. and then coming around. Um, we are picking Mike Evans. Is that correct? Is that, is that what we just decided on? Right. So Allen Robinson right here with the one, and then Mike Evans with our second pick. All right. So that's that's not All too right. bad. I mean, for for you know being the twelfth twelfth uh, position, twelfth and you know coming back around, have Mike Evans and Allen Robinson. I feel like are going to be two top twelve wide receivers. Um, and I wouldn't do this any different, even if it was a PPR. I think I would stick with those picks. So. All right, so 23 other players have been picked after our position. Uh, a few noteworthy ones, Le'Veon Bell in the middle of the se- of the second round. Jamal Charles was gone. Uh, of course, Doug Martin in the beginning of the third round. C.J. Anderson, Carlos Hyde, and Latavius Murray were taken just before our pick here in the third round. As far as running backs go, the best ones that are available at, at this position would be Thomas Rawls, Matt Forte, Jeremy Hill, Jonathan Stewart, and DeMarco Murray. Uh, wide receivers, ones that are available, Randall Cobb, Jeremy Macklin, and Eric Decker. But we don't really need to look at wide receivers right now. We need to go ahead and t- take advantage of the running backs that are available now because when it comes back yeah. again to us 23 picks there's later, nobody. <laughs> there's Exactly. There's yeah. not going to be anybody there. Yeah. Uh, so we, you mentioned Thomas Rawls earlier. that You were hoping that he would go ahead and come around. Thomas Rawls is available. I've got no problem taking him there. I'm a Thomas Rawls believer this year. I just... I just need to see him play first. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the only thing that kind of worries me. You know, I mean, there's all talks about Christine Michael, uh, you know, uh, eating up into his time. Um, it just it's making me a little unsettled. But there's a lot of running backs like that that aren't, uh, you know, that aren't already proven that are in this position. So you just kind of have to take a stab. I mean, all these guys are filled with question marks, including you know Matt Forte, Jonathan Stewart, Demarco Murray. Who knows? Um, so I, I'd be happy yeah, with Thomas Rawls here. Derrick Henry is looking mighty good this preseason. Yeah, he is. I'm still a DeMarco Murray believer as well. Uh, you know, especially in the PPR formats, he's going to get you 40, 50 receptions a year. Uh, as far as what Derrick Henry's role is going to be when this, when the actual game time comes, is still a wait and see. Um, you know, I mentioned on the previous podcast, I still believe DeMarco Murray is going to get about 70% of the work, probably get about 16 to 18 touches per game, which is something that, that, that you know, 16, 18 touches per game is perfectly fine for a, a running back two in that position. Um, are you talking about DeMarco Murray here? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, DeMarco Murray. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, because we, we, we pretty much agree on Thomas Ross taking him here as our as our running back number one. Yeah, let's, uh, you know, let's I, take it, 
if he's got sol- a solid work uh, amount and you know he doesn't get much take m- much carries taken away from him and he can stay healthy he's somebody who can be in the top 10 at the end of the season as well right uh as far as the second as our fourth pick here which we're looking to get our second running back uh, who are you looking at here yeah i mean i think we definitely have to pick up a second running back here because there's no glaring I, I would even consider a wide receiver if there was somebody if say Demarius thomas you know lingered around a little bit longer but he was taken just before um, you know, yeah. I, I'm not I'm not just throwing out the wide receivers only because we already have two of them. Um, but if there was somebody really sticking out that we should take, I would have taken them. But there just isn't. Yeah, Randall Cobb, well, Jeremy Macklin are our best cha- choices right now. What about Jarvis Landry? Yeah, um, Jarvis Landry. The, the the what I feel what I feel with the Dolphins this year, their defense is just going to be atrocious. Uh, Ryan Tannehill has looked really good this preseason. He may be playing from behind a lot this coming year because of the defense, so he's going to get more opportunities to throw the ball, and that means big, bigger numbers for Jarvis Landry than last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of see a similar situation that Blake Bortles and Allen Robinson had last year. Yep, um, absolutely. You know, playing from behind, playing against the prevent defenses in the fourth quarter, airing it out, you know, for a quarter and a half, and, uh, you know, yep. picking up, you know, 90 yards receiving in the last, you know, 12 minutes. So, um, yeah, it's definitely possible. Um I'm still leaning running back here I for our too. second pick. I'm yeah. too. Um, All right. So, so the top guys available, like we mentioned, Matt Forte, Jeremy Hill, Jonathan Stewart, DeMarco Murray. Any, w- which one of those four guys would you rather have? Um, I'm really liking Jeremy Hill lately. Uh, late in this preseason, um, there's a lot of talks coming out of camp that you know he's going to be taking a more prominent role in the running game, and that Jalen Bernard is going to be, you know, solely used for, you know, third down, uh, third down carries, I mean, third down passing downs. Um, I really like Jeremy Hill in this position. I think he, he's going to be a really nice surprise. He did surprisingly well last year, too. Uh, do you have his stats for last year pulled up? Yeah, he had 223 attempts for 794 yards and 11 touchdowns. The touchdowns themselves are what stand out to yeah, me. He had yeah. 11 last year. Which is great for a running back. However, well, a running back in these day and age. Remember the Dating Thomas and Sean Alexander right. 10 years ago getting 26, 28. Yeah. Um, but in this day and age, 11, 11 touchdowns is, is pretty good. Yeah, double-digit um, touchdowns and anything, anywhere close to 800 to 1,000 yards is, I think, it's solid running back two material. Um, I think Jeremy Hill fits that fits that mold pretty well. Um, but I'm open to suggestions. Who are, who are you looking at right now? Well, I remember. I remember less than a month ago, the the Cincinnati Bengals did mention that they were going to go ahead and move into more two two back sets, trying to get Giovanni Bernard more involved as well. Okay. Um, I I really don't like Jeremy Hill's. So he, he had such a drop in yards and in yards per carry from 2014 to 2015. That you know he went. He, yeah, he went from over 1,100 yards in 2014 to just under 800 in 2015 and he lost about a yard and a half per carry which is huge it is you know yep. so he hit that he, he did have a significant drop off from one year to the next uh, one guy that i feel is on the uptick is demarco murray yeah he's he, he's in that titans offense the only thing that concerns me about about demarco murray is derrick henry derrick henry is is like we mentioned earlier he's, he's playing awesome right now yeah so DeMarco Murray for me is the one that I'm that, that's popping out here. I feel that of the the four or five running backs that are available, Matt Forte, Jeremy Hill, Jonathan Stewart, DeMarco Murray, he has the biggest upside. Matt Forte, we don't know for a fact how much of the ball he's going to be carrying. Jeremy Hill, you know, he had that significant drop off from one year to the next. We're hoping for a, for a better year than he had last year as far as the, the yardage total. Uh, you mentioned the Bengals want to get him, you know, more more work. 
because he has he is having a pretty good offseason. Jonathan Stewart, he had the injury the the injury concerns before. Last year he stayed relatively healthy, but he is one year older. DeMarco Murray, I feel has the biggest yeah. has the biggest the, the biggest potential here. Yeah. I, I think we're both leaning towards Murray here now, and especially because, you know, early in earlier in the preseason, I was kind of staying away from him just because I was scared of the Titans offense. And when you're scared of the offense, you don't want to, you know, invest too much in the running back. But uh, Mariota looked sh- has has looked sharp in the preseason. Uh, I think we're going to see an emergence of Tajay Sharp. I think he's gonna he's gonna lift that offense a little bit. Of course, Delaney Walker's still there, so I think De- uh, Demarco Murray. I think he has some value here. Uh, I wouldn't mind uh, running back two and Demarco Murray. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good running back two to have there because of the the high upside. Okay, so we, All we right. chose. Uh, so right now we have Thomas Rawls, Demarco Murray as our running backs, Allen Robinson, and Mike Evans as our wide receivers. Not bad so far. Not bad so far. Um, we got high upside with the running backs. We got high ceilings with the wide receivers. Yep. So if one of our running backs has a down game, our our, our wide receivers would be able to carry them. In the fi- so we're in the fifth round here. A few a few of the names that went actually uh, Andrew Luck, Russell Wilson. They went just after our pick of Demarco Murray. Uh, Jeremy Hill went as well. Matt Forte was picked up. A few more wide receivers: Jeremy Macklin, Julian Edelman. Uh, even Jarvis Landry, he, he was just picked right before our fifth round pick. That would have been nice to get him at, at this point. I, I think that getting him at, in at the end of the fifth round is a pretty pretty significant value for Jarvis Landry. Yeah. Uh, All right. So as far as who's available right now, we've got Ryan Matthews still available, Matt Jones, Duke Johnson, and Arian Foster for running backs, wide receivers. We have Larry Fitzgerald, Jordan Matthews, Josh Brown, and Emmanuel Sanders, and for quarterback. Ben Roethlisberger, Carson Palmer, and Eli Manning. The fifth round is usually, if I'm going to go for one of these higher, higher tiered quarterbacks, the fifth round is where I'm usually looking to go ahead and target them. Tight ends, I'm not one to draft a tight end early. I don't know what your position is on that. Uh, which, where are you leaning here? Uh, well, I'm okay. Again, we're going to have the, you know, the turn. We're going to have, you know, the end of the fifth and the beginning of the sixth. Uh, yeah, I, I'm okay with splitting again here. Uh, going running back wide receiver. Um, I really like Ryan Matthews as a flex, as a flex option at least. And uh, and I really like Marvin Jones as a flex as well. Uh, I know he's still there. I know it's jumping yep. up a couple in, uh, you know, consistency rankings across, you know, the experts' uh, analysis. But um, I wouldn't mind getting somebody like Ryan Matthews. Um, and again, talking about PPR here, I think, I think he's going to be pretty valuable uh, in PPR. And... Uh, yeah. And what, what do you think about Marvin Jones? No, you you picked the two players that I would go for here. You picked both of them. You picked Ryan Matthews at the running back position and Marvin Jones at the wide receiver. Marvin Jones is is, is slowly climbing up the the, the charts for me. Uh, you know, we've talked about him several times on the podcast. Matt Harmon mentioned him as well. Yep. He's due to have a big year with the with the Detroit Lions offense. Uh, he's cer- he's somebody that certainly is not going to be available when it comes time for us to pick next time around. So if if we are if you're able to have Marvin Jones as your first wide receiver off the bench, that puts you in a great position because it's somebody that you can plug in on, during bye weeks. You can plug in when your starting wide receivers aren't doing so well, or you can plug them in to play every week as a flex option as well. Yeah, uh, you know he he's 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 a real solid pick here. Um, I say we go for Ryan Matthews and Marvin Jones just like you suggested. All right, awesome. All right. So we went ahead and we went Ryan Matthews, and then we'll go Marvin Jones. All right. Uh, looks like a few tight ends and quarterbacks have just been taken. A lot of tight ends and a lot of quarterbacks yeah, have just taken. Yeah, the, the, which quarter, is usually, the quarterback run, exactly. 
Yeah, this is the the, the fifth, sixth round is usually when you see more quarterbacks and tight ends get taken. So you have an opportunity to sneak. If, if you're choosing to draft quarterback and tight end a little later than others, this is your time to sneak in and get one of the, and start loading up on your bench. Yeah. So at the let's see here. So we're picking now in the seventh round. Let's go ahead and go over our team one more time. We have Thomas Rawls and DeMarco Murray as our two running starting running backs. We got Allen Robinson and Mike Evans as our two starting wide receivers. Got Ryan Matthews at the flex, and then we have Marvin Jones as our first wide receiver off of the bench. Now, Rich, so, when when you're picking, are you looking at bye weeks? Are you looking at schedules? What are you What are you thinking about when you're looking at this stuff? I know you know you got to be looking at strength of schedule pre-draft. You know, That's not something that you want to spend too much time on while you're drafting. But what about bye weeks? No. no not, I don't even I don't look at bye weeks that much either. I mean, there are some people that probably look at bye weeks and determine who they're going to draft based on that. But I look for the best value in a certain position. I know that a couple weeks ago uh, when Armando and Christian did their mock, they had a lot of guys with the same bye weeks. Now that can't there, there's two different ways that you can look at that. You can look at it as man, I really should have planned out my bye weeks a little bit better, or you can look at it as all right. I'll take the loss for this week. I've got most of my guys on bye weeks this week. I'll take the loss this week. But now I know that for the rest of the season, I'm going to have these guys available. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, I, I, I don't concern myself with the with the bye weeks and I'm drafting. I'm looking for who's going to give me the best bang for my buck at that position. Yeah. What about you? No, not really. Uh, you know, if I try to get, you know, somebody to back up my first quarterback, if I go, you know, if I pick two quarterbacks, uh, you know, in this draft, I'm looking for, you know, different bye week, obviously. And same thing if I'm picking a handcuff from a different team. Uh, you know, if I'm picking, like, a late-round flyer, I just try to look into the, you know, the bye weeks and figure it out. But normally, normally I'm not paying attention to it. Okay. All right. Well, as far as who is available here, uh, we've got, like I said, we had a few more quarterbacks and tight ends get picked up. It uh, looks like your boy Tyrod Taylor was actually drafted. Now, do you find really? that surprising that, he, that he's being drafted this early now? I, I'm very, very surprised. Uh, he's drafted in the seventh round. Uh, what is that? Sixth pick. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, right after Tyler Eifert and uh, right before Tom Brady, which that's pretty surprising. Um, which, yeah, Ty- Tyrod Taylor was one of the guys that we said you can pick up at the end of your draft. If you pick Tom Brady and, you know, as your quarterback, you can have Tyrod Taylor be one of these plug in guys. But yeah. not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not if anymore. you know, if, if you really love some of these quarterbacks, you know, if you really like Derek Carr, you know, and you're a big fan of that offense, which I think is going to be a pretty good offense, or you like Tyrod Taylor, uh, sometimes you've got to reach for him. And, you know, people might laugh at you in the draft room when you, you know, reach for a guy like that a little bit early, um, you know, in the seventh round getting Tyrod Taylor. Some people might smirk at that. But if you want him, you're going to have to reach for him a little bit because if, you know, he's, somebody else is going to pick him up if you don't. What do you think about quarterback the, the quarterbacks like Phillip Rivers, Blake Bortles, Tyrod Taylor, these three guys – we're picked up in our draft right now, but Eli Manning is still available on the board. Yeah, um, I and mean, right. Do you, do you think? Do you think Eli Manning's stock is dropping for some reason? I, I don't know why it would be. Um, I think I don't know why it would be. I think Eli Manning is a very solid pick. I think right now, in the end of the seventh or beginning of the eighth round, I think you know it's pretty good value. And I normally don't like to draft quarterbacks early, especially this early. I'll I'll wait another round or two. Um, but man, it's it's looking really good. Uh, um, you know, picking up Eli Manning this this late might be might be that good value. What do you think? I don't know. Maybe I'm the the well the way the way that I see quarterbacks is in the fifth round. If I have somebody like Drew Brees available, or you know, it's never gonna happen. But if somebody like Russell Wilson is available in the fifth round, 
I'll, I'll definitely pounce on one of these early quarterbacks. But if I don't get somebody in that top five range in the fifth round, I'm all right waiting until the end of the draft and pick up somebody like a Matthew Stafford, who I've been mentioning before. Um, in this position, if you do if you do draft at the end of the seventh round and a quarterback like Eli Manning is available, you know, and you're you're looking to draft somebody at that position right then and there, you're not going to get much better value than that. Yeah. Personally, let's take a look at the other. But positions. we can wait. Yeah. Um, we know we're, we're still missing tight end right now. We got Zach Ertz, Antonio Gates, Dwayne Allen. Uh, they're they're still out there available. Uh, Eric Ebron as well. Jimmy Graham, well, he's injured, but he's still out there. He hasn't been drafted. Yeah, if, um, if, if I'm, wait, I'm, I'm all right waiting. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. For the as far as tight ends go, if you're not going to be, you know, if you're not getting Gronk, Reed, Greg Olson, Travis Kelsey, uh, wait. I would really wait for a tight end. I mean, you're it's kind of a crapshoot after that, anyways. Um, you know, Antonio Gates is going to go so much later that you know he's pretty solid. Eric Ebron, they're saying he's going to be ready for Week One. He's solid. Yep. Um, so I'm okay with waiting. Um, especially when when you're trying to, when you're drafting and you could see, uh, you know, there's nine tight ends or 10 tight ends already taken. You could bet that you're, you know, people aren't going to start doubling up on tight ends right away. Um, and you can look at the quarterbacks the same way. So, um, I think, I think maybe, uh, even though Eli Manning is kind of shining bright to me, um, maybe picking up a, uh, you know, somebody like Rashad Jennings or, uh, you know, somebody like, uh, Chris Ivory, if he's still available, what's your thoughts? Well, right now we've got three solid running backs and three solid wide receivers yeah, on yeah. our team. Right in 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 this seventh seventh or sixth or seventh round is where you're going to start loading up your bench. Now we there are going to be others that are going to be drafting quarterbacks and tight ends so that they can shore up their starting positions. But for me, you start loading up your bench at this point. Yeah. So we've got we, we've got wide receivers like Alan Harns available, Deshaun Jackson, Michael Crabtree, even Josh Gordon, Kevin White. For running backs, we got Rashad Jennings, Amir Abdullah, Chris Ivory, TJ Yeldon, and D'Angelo Williams. Now, you know D'Angelo Williams is going to give you pretty solid performance for the first three weeks. Is, it, is this around a time where you would consider taking him as a home run for those first three weeks? No, no, because you're taking him for a three-week period. He's, it's just not worth it. And, yeah, he's going to start the first three weeks. Is it even guaranteed that he's going to be great for the first three weeks? I mean, he he's an aging running back. You know, he did well with, you know, Le'Veon Bell out last year, but... Uh, I mean, I'd I'd much rather take somebody like, uh, you know, T.J. Yeldon um, before him, or even Charles Sims. I think, uh, you know, going back to PPR format, I think Charles Sims is going to be a good pick right right around this area. Who would you rather have, Chris Ivory or T.J. Yeldon? I got to give the edge to Chris Ivory right now. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just that's just my gut feeling. I I don't have any data to back that up. I just I have a gut feeling Chris Ivory is going to pull ahead. I agree. I agree. Another another running back that would be pretty interesting at this point is Amir Abdullah. The reason why I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't draft him in this position is because I'm looking more towards drafting Matthew Stafford towards the end of the towards the end of the draft. Right. I usually don't like having a running back and a quarterback from the same team. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, that's kind of funny that you brought that up because we had a we had like two questions on Twitter this morning asking us that exact same question. Um, my feeling is always just go for whoever's going to give you most production. I don't care what team they play for. Uh, it doesn't bother me getting a running back and a quarterback. I mean, it does hurt when I'm rooting for them when I'm watching football. And, you know, that's why we play this because we love to watch football. We love to watch the stats. So, you know, if, I, I can understand that you wouldn't want to do that just because it's not as fun to watch. Um, yeah. You know. Uh, it, for me, it really depends on 
which running back and which quarterback is it that that you have in that situation. Like if you have somebody like you know Carson Palmer and David Johnson, sure, no problem. Or Russell Wilson and Thomas Rawls, sure, no problem. Um, but if you're if you're if you're drafting two players like Matthew Stafford and Amir Abdullah that you kind of need a home run for out of both of them, then it's not a good idea. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. All right. All right. So we've got two back-to-back picks here. We've got three wide receivers and three running backs. Uh, we can either go Rashad Jennings or Chris Ivory for one of the picks, or we can go uh, two two running backs in this position, two wide receivers, one running back, one wide receiver. I think we should go one running back, one wide receiver here. Yeah. Um, I, I think we got a couple good value good value picks here uh, with what running back and wide receiver. Okay, so running back we kind of talked about already. Uh, we're we're pretty much in between Chris Ivory and Rashad Jennings at this point. Yeah. What about the wide receivers? We've got Alan Hearns, Deshaun Jackson, Michael Crabtree available, and then we got a couple. Well, one actual rookie, Sterling Shepard, and then one still technically a rookie, Kevin White. Yeah. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts here? Uh, I like Michael Crabtree a lot. I mean, I I like Cooper, uh, Amari Cooper, much better. Is the guy on the other side of the field from Crabtree? But I do think this Oakland offense is going to be is going to be really producing well this year. Um, I don't I have agree. a problem with having Michael Crabtree on the bench, starting him when we need to. Um, I think he, he, we forget how good Michael Crabtree was in college too, um, and you know, given the right situation in Oakland, I think I think he can produce. Yeah, I mean, we saw the kind of season that he had last year. I believe he led the, he led his own team in receptions. He had eighty five catches last year for over nine hundred yards and nine touchdowns. Which was, uh, you know, almost his, his greatest season since he's been in the NFL. Yeah. It was his first season with the team last year. He's able to have another full off season with the team to be able to build some more chemistry with Derek Carr. I see good things coming out of Michael Crabtree as well. Do you think he's going to get over the one thousand yard mark this season? I think he could. I think I think Derek Carr is going to be a little bit better. I think Amari Cooper is going to draw a little bit more attention because you know he's a he's a more athletic receiver. Um, yeah, I I definitely think uh, I think he could break. I think both. Both the Oakland wide receivers are going to break a thousand yards this year. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so yeah, Michael Crabtree, I've got no problem taking him here. Now we are pretty stacked as far as wide receivers go. So we've got Allen Robinson, Mike Evans, and Marvin Jones. Uh, would you would you rather have somebody like Michael Crabtree, who you know is going to be pretty consistent, or would you rather, because we're so safe at our position, would you rather go for a home run candidate like Josh Gordon? Yeah, you know that's that's a good option. Uh, I mean that's 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 a good point. Um, I'm okay with going for that boom play. Uh, you know, somebody like Josh Gordon or even Sterling Shepard, I think, has a good chance. Uh, yep. I, th- I think Josh Gordon, Kevin White, Sterling Shepard are all kind of grouped together um, in that kind of boom or bust category. I'm okay taking a taking a chance on either one of them. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I'd probably be leaning more towards Josh Gordon in yeah. this case. Yeah, if, uh, if, just if, because he, if one's going to explode, he, it's going to be Josh Gordon, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's shown that he – that he can do it. You know, it has been a couple years, so we're kind of crossing our fingers here, but that's why we're going for, well, that's why we're considering him a home run talent at this point yeah. because we're safe at our position on our team right now. If this was going to be our first wide receiver off of the bench, I'd probably go with somebody a little bit safer. Right. Okay, let's uh, go with Josh so, Gordon. Let's let's do it. All right, well, so we'll go with Josh Gordon here. Jo- Josh Gordon and then, in the last pick of the seventh round. Yep, and then we'll go ahead and we'll pick up, uh, what do you think, Chris Ivory? Or yeah, Rashad let's, let's do Chris Ivory. Yeah, let's go with Chris Ivory then. So he's going to be our first running back off of the bench. All right, you want to reach out? Put, put you in good position. Yeah. So we went ahead in our first round. We took Allen Robinson with the number 12 pick. And then right on the, on the flip draft pick, we had Mike Evans. 
And then we had Thomas Ross as our first running back. DeMarco Murray as our second running back. Ryan Matthews as our flex. On our bench, we currently have Marvin Jones, Josh Gordon, and Chris Ivory. So we still haven't drafted a quarterback, and we still haven't drafted a tight end. They, they, this is pretty this is pretty interesting here because as we can see, we still have Eli Manning available at the end of the ninth round. Now, this isn't something that I feel is is typical at all. I just feel that, you know, the other teams in this draft have already selected their quarterbacks. We're the only ones that haven't yet. So if we really wanted to wait until the very last round in this particular draft to pick a quarterback, we could probably get Eli Manning. But again, listeners, that is not typical at all. Eli Manning will be drafted before the ninth round in your draft. I yeah. guarantee it. Yeah, it's it's weird that Tyrod was drafted so early and Eli's drafted so late. Um, I always feel like they should be flipped a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, this is around, and you know, in the ninth round, we're about to pick in the last pick of the ninth round. But a little earlier, Sterling Shepard and Michael Crabtree were both taken. Um, I really like the pick of Justin Forsett in the middle of the ninth round. Um, if I was in that position, I would probably take in Justin Forsett in the middle there. Um, but there was just two good uh, options at running back uh, uh, last time we picked. And, of course, now 20-something picks later, um, you know, Justin Forsett. Is taken, um, so I really like him in the ninth or tenth round. Usually, um, just a little nugget there. Uh, so now yeah. we're now we're kind of looking at. We still haven't picked a tight end, and we still haven't picked a quarterback. We are both waiting on that. I think that's one thing that me and Rich could both agree on. That you know we're both kind of waiting on those uh, those guys. Um, I think we still got to pick up some maybe flyers and some uh, running backs and wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You mentioned about waiting on quarterback and tight end. Later on this week, we are going to have an episode where we, where we talk about what are our rules and things that we look for in, in drafts to kind of help you guys start getting ready for your drafts for your seasons. So we'll go ahead and we'll touch on, on waiting for these specific positions for another show. For right now, we'll go ahead and we'll take a look at who's available at running back and wide receiver. Wide receiver, the, the there are two names that jump off, that, that jump off the page for me right here. Uh, number one is Willie Sneed. Willie Sneed is, is, of course, he's, he's down there in New Orleans. He's He had good numbers last year. We feel like he's going to be a breakout candidate this year. Kamar Aiken as well. Christian's a big fan of Kamar Aiken. He's still available there. Uh, as far as running backs go, we've got Theo Riddick available. We've got James White, Christine Michael. Christine Michael, by the way, uh, handcuffed for us in, in this position. It is a shame Derrick Henry was taken. I would have I would have loved to have him right now. Um, but anybody in particular that you're looking at at this point, this is the, the, these next couple picks are pretty much they're going to be just about finishing off our bench. So we'll have we'll be drafting our fourth bench player and our fifth bench player here, leaving just one spot left. So I do like Willie Sneed here. Um, I think the Saints' offense is going to be a little more prolific than it was last. Um, I'm, I'm leaning either towards Willie Sneed. I like Stefan Diggs as well. Um, what do you think? Yeah. No, Steph Diggs is having a pretty good uh, preseason as well. Uh, what are you thinking about doing here? Do you want to draft a running back at all, or are you happy with having the four that we have and then maybe getting another uh, another one uh, next time around? Do you want to go two wide receivers here? You know, at, at this point, I, I think we stop looking at the position and trying to load it up. I think we're looking at the value at this point, and uh, the value right. to me screams at, uh, you know, somebody like Diggs, Sneed, um, you know, those guys. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for me, for me, I would go in this position Willie Sneed, and I don't want to. I don't think I want to go with another wide receiver because that's going to give us already six at that point. Okay. And we're, and we're really solid at the position already. So I'd probably go with with somebody who could have value if you know something terrible happens. Okay. Like, let's let's go with Willie. Like, Sneed. Like, like, yeah, like a Jarek McKinnon or a Devontae Booker. Okay. All right. 
Yeah. So we'll go Willie Sneed here. And then you know, I I do like I'm I'm glad you brought up Booker. I really like Booker and you know, there's uh I've read a couple of things online uh, from people close to to the Broncos saying that Devontae Booker is probably a better running back than CJ Anderson is right now, but you know, that coaching staff notoriously doesn't like rookie running backs. So even if CJ Anderson is horrible, uh, Devontae Booker might not get the opportunity, but man, he's good and I guess you never know if the, the you know, if the um you know. Yeah, no, I, I I get you. Another running back that that's still available is James Starks as well. He did have almost a thousand all-purpose yards last year and five touchdowns. He's more valuable in the PPR game than he is in standard formats. Um, but he he is somebody that I feel that you could plug in if you have you know like a, a bye week or an injury happen that you just need to throw in somebody at running back. He did have eight points per game last year. Uh, I, I would feel I wouldn't feel bad taking James Starks here, but you you made a good point about Devontae Booker. If it was a different coaching staff, somebody who you know a coaching staff that was more akin to playing rookies, yeah. then Devontae Booker would be or, here. Or if you had C.J. Anderson and needed that that insurance, I would consider it. But given that we don't have C.J. Anderson, you know we have a pretty solid. You know we have you know Ryan Matthews on our bench in case something happens. Um, you know I, I I think we take more of a of a home run type player here. There's an, there's another another couple of, of players that are interesting right now. Uh, number one, James White. He is still available. Obviously, we know Deion Lewis is going to be out for what was it, eight to ten weeks. Yeah, that's what that's uh, what they're expecting. Um, and we also have Alfred Morris available, which you know the Ezekiel Elliott situation is getting a little interesting. We know that he had some recreational activity that the team wasn't really uh, you know happy with. Do you think he's going to stay focused on football? What What do you think? The reason I bring it up is because Alfred Morris has had a pretty damn good preseason, and he wasn't terrible last year. Uh, you know, even if Elliott's out, I don't know. I don't I don't have – Morris is good, but, man, it's just going to be muddy with, you know, if McFadden is healthy and Morris is out there. I, I just don't see it becoming a good situation, um, you know, even if Morris doesn't uh, – even if Elliott doesn't play. Um. Okay. How about maybe picking All up right. a, a handcuff and Kristen Michael, uh, you know something like that at this point. Yeah, you know what? That's not a bad idea. We can go ahead and go with Kristen Michael simply because we have Thomas Rawls. So that's I've got no problem with that. Let's go ahead and draft him. Okay. All right. We see a few DST start getting picked up here in the tenth round, which is way too early in my opinion. All right. So we're going to be drafting right now our final bench position. And then we're going to be looking towards quarterback or tight end, whichever we feel is going to be the best value there. So these are these are pretty much going to be the close to the final picks that we're going to have here. All right. So for our final bench position, we still have Kamar Aiken available. Uh, we still have uh, Derek, you know, Derek McFadden, Alfred Moore still available. Javorius Allen over in Baltimore. Anybody in particular you're looking at here? I mean, this is this is it's not a throwaway pick. But you know you're trying to go with the with the highest upside here for your last bench position because this is somebody that you're not going to be starting on a week to week basis at all, right? So what are you thinking here? Huh. Uh. Let's see. We have on our bench we've got we've got three three wide receivers, two running backs. Um. So we've already got five wide receivers. We've got five running backs. I wouldn't mind we're going Kamar Aiken with our last pick here. Okay. Yeah, I mean the, the right, running yeah, backs. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I, I, you know. Yeah. 
I think it's I think he's worth it. I mean, I, don't, I the only hang up I have about Kamar Aiken, uh, you know, is that it's a foregone conclusion that you know he's going to be Baltimore's lead receiver and rack up all these yards. Um, I just I wanted to temper people's expectations when I was kind of ranting about him a couple weeks ago, but I don't have a problem with taking a late flyer on him. Let's do Kamar Aiken. Yeah, we'll go Kamar Aiken there. I mean, he's somebody that we at least know is going to be on the field. Right. You know. Right, so our bench is now fully stocked. Let's go ahead and just do a quick recap here before we get into quarterbacks and tight ends. We got Thomas Rawls, DeMarco Murray as our two running backs, Allen Robinson and Mike Evans as our two wide receivers, and then we have Ryan Matthews at our flex. On our bench, we've got Marvin Jones, Josh Gordon, Chris Ivory, Willie Sneed, Christine Michael, and Kamar Aiken. Uh, that is... That's, that's not bad. That's a pretty solid bench, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we say that every time we mock. I don't think we've been upset yeah. <laughs> with any of our mock drafts, but I mean, this is pretty solid. I'd, I would go into the season. I mean, our running backs aren't great. We have Thomas Rawls and DeMarco Murray starting, but that's what we, you know, that's what we get when we get Allen Robinson and Mike Evans starting on our team. Um, but I think we made it up with a pretty good bench and a flex with, and Ryan Matthews putting, you know, Marvin Jones and having the home run, possible home run and Josh Gordon in there. Um, so yeah. yeah, let's take a let's let's take a look at our bye weeks here, because we've got for our starters we've got Thomas Rawls and Allen Robinson both share a bye week. That's going to be bye week number five. From our bench, we could go ahead and plug in Marvin Jones for that week instead of Allen Robinson. Um, and then for running back, we're we're kind of stuck there, unfortunately. Well, no, actually we move Ryan Matthews up instead of instead of right. uh, Thomas Rawls, and then we can go ahead and plug in. Like Kamar Aiken, for example, who is going to be available for that? Yeah, week. and you guys or, can some, follow- or, or or somebody else, you know? Yeah, you guys can follow along, and if you want to just jump on Twitter really quick and look at our, uh, we'll we'll go ahead and post our lineup um, for this for this mock, so you guys can kind of take a look and see what we're looking at. I know it's kind of hard listening, trying to envision exactly what the lineup looks like, but uh, you got just jump on Twitter and look at look at our lineup. It's it should be right there. Yeah, and then uh, you know Josh Gordon would be available in Week Five to take over for Allen Robinson. That would be his first week coming back from the suspension. So you know if if you if you feel strongly about Josh Gordon, go for it in that week. Uh, we might go Kamar Aiken if we were put in that situation. Yeah, yeah. depending on how Kamar Aiken's playing, obviously. Yeah, yeah, but we'll have some time um, to decide. Yeah, <coughs> definitely. So we're looking at quarterbacks and tight ends right here. Um, I didn't think Eli Manning would be available. This is weird. I was, I yeah. Was, it is. Um, I was I was gonna go Matthew Stafford myself, but I, I think we would be doing a disservice if we went with somebody like Matthew Stafford instead of Eli Manning in this position. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I am. We gotta take Eli Manning here. Um, I'm really surprised nobody else doubled up on a. Uh, I guess a couple guys did double up on quarterbacks and still didn't take Eli Manning. So. Uh. Yeah. Um, now tight end, of course, we've. This is pretty much our last pick before before DSTs and kickers. Uh, a few tight ends that are available would be Dwayne Allen, Martellus Bennett, Eric Ebron. For me, this is between two guys. It's between Dwayne Allen and Eric Ebron. Yeah, yeah, and for me, if you're asking my opinion, I'd I'd go Ebron. Um, go Ebron, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I would. Uh, Dwayne Allen. Uh, man, I wish I had that the article pulled up. I was just reading an article that he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't meshing with, with the offense. Uh, he, oh God, I don't remember what it was. So forget, forget I even said anything. But um, so the chem, the chem, the chemistry just wasn't building like the it, coaching staff like wanted it to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Again, I don't have any quotes or anything, but uh, I just wasn't getting good vibes out of out of a uh, Dwayne Allen and his play. Um, so yeah, I'm, I think just out of a hunch, um, I think they're really close, um, and especially if Eric Ebron is. 
available week one. We got to take it, Ebron here. Yeah, and there's yeah, talent talent wise, I feel Eric Ebron is way ahead of Dwayne Allen. Let's go. Let, let's take a look at Dwayne Allen's best season period, uh, which was 2012, his rookie season. He played all 16 games. He had 45 catches, 521 yards, and three touchdowns. Um, you know, the reason I don't mention his eight touchdown season instead is because he only had 29 receptions that season. And a 29 reception and eight <laughs> touchdown ratio, that's not going to happen again. You know, it's, um, it's, not, it's, not very, it's not a very good feeling when a tight end has his best season as a rookie. Um, it usually doesn't happen that way. So that he's dropping numbers after his rookie season is not a good sign. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I've, I haven't been high on Dwayne Allen we, from the beginning. We could also you could think of it this way. I mean, he had he had an all right he had an all right rookie season over 500 yards. He had the three touchdowns, and then he got injured in 2013. He was out for the whole year. 2014, he came back and he had those eight touchdowns. 2015, he didn't have Andrew Luck with him. Yeah, good um, point. Also, th- this year there's no more Kobe Fleener, uh, so he's going to be the sole tight end taking taking the the the, the receptions there. That but offensive line he, just looks horrid. I mean, yeah, it looks really bad. Yeah, you mentioned he's not meshing too well with with the team as well. I'd go Eric Ebron here. He had, like we said, over 500 yards and five touchdowns last year. He's going into his third season, which is typically when tight ends usually do have their breakout season. So we'll go ahead and we'll go Eric Ebron. No problem with that, right? No problem with that. All right, Eric Ebron. and All right, we don't have to do kicker and defense for the the listeners, do we? I mean, it's just all kind of a crapshoot. I mean, you know, you obviously, if you can get Guskowski – as a kicker, and if you can get somebody like you know the Broncos or uh, you know the Panthers as a defense, that's great. But you know beyond that, you know f- as far as kickers, you want to get a high pro- po- high powered offense. So you want to get a you know um, you know the Cardinals kicker or you know somebody somebody like that. Do a team like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so we'll go ahead and we'll just run through our final team then. We have court at quarterback. We've got Eli Manning. Then we have Thomas Rawls and Demarco Murray at running back. Allen Robinson and Mike Evans at wide receiver. Eric Ebron at tight end. Ryan Matthews at flex. And then we ended up drafting the Cincinnati Bengals DST and Goskowski at kicker. Before our bench, we have Marvin Jones, Josh Gordon, Chris Ivory, Willie Sneed, Christine Michael, and Kamar Aiken. Uh, Fantasy Pros gave us a 75 out of 100 on this, which is a C. I don't even look at these yeah. at these uh, grades because they mean nothing. They're just based off They're ADP just... and where you draft them. So exactly, exactly. Right, so what's what, really... what's what's a high point and low point in this in this team for you? A high point for me are the wide receivers. Yeah, they kicked ass on the wide receivers. Allen Robinson, Mike Evans, and then we got Marvin Jones off the bench. We got Josh Gordon off the bench. Willie Sneed off the bench. That's a home run there for for wide receivers. Yeah, I think. Um, I'm I... not... Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I think that where we won this draft was the turn where we got Ryan Matthews and Marvin Jones. Um, yeah, I think we, you know, getting Mike Evans and Allen Robinson is awesome, but those first two rounds, you're going to get pretty good players. But I think yep. what really shined was when we got the Marvin Jones and Ryan Matthews picks. Um, I think I think that kind of solidified that flex and final and first bench position. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I think that kind of made our team. Absolutely, uh, I'm, I'm happy with our with our starting running backs as well. Thomas Rawls and Demarco Murray and Ryan Matthews. Um, you know, off of our bench, we really only have one starter, which is Chris Ivory. But we have we have solid running backs. I'd I'd prefer to have another running back. Like you know, if I, if I could replace Christine Michael, 
with a Derrick Henry. I'd be much more happy that way. Yeah, 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 I agree. I, and, uh, you know, Willie Sneed, he is what he is, but I think uh, I, I think he could surprise just as much as Kamar Aiken can surprise. Um, so, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I, I give myself overall a, happy. Yeah, I'd give myself a B minus for this team just because the yep. running backs weren't we didn't we didn't get too lucky on the on our starting running back so I'd give ourselves a, a B B minus. B B minus is fair and, and I can see us running into significant trouble if Thomas Ross has lingering injuries. Uh, well, we got Christine Michaels on our bench that can be plugged in, but can he handle a full workload? That's you know right. Nobody knows that right now. Right. Right. Uh, Demarco Murray, if he goes down. Who are we going to plug in? We're going to have to move up, Ryan Matthews up, and then we can go ahead and put somebody like Marvin Jones at the flex, yep. which we mentioned Marvin Jones would be a good flex player, but I'd be more comfortable with Ryan Matthews being a flex instead of a running back too. Yeah. Um, all, all in all, though, if, if we're playing Madden and we turned off injuries, I'd be more than happy with this team. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, I agree. Can you uh, can you save this lineup here, uh, Rich, and we'll go we'll post it on Twitter? How do I do that? Uh, I don't know. Can you screenshot it or something and all and just send it to me? Yeah, I'll take a picture of it. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, I think that about does it. Where it's uh, just quick and dirty mock draft. Um, hope you enjoyed it from the twelfth spot. If you have any questions about it or any questions about lineups or drafts at all leading up to the you know your draft day, uh, hopefully maybe someday during Labor Day weekend you're drafting. Feel free to tweet at us, uh, email us, go to eatsleepfantasy.com and submit a question. Uh, of course, again, our Twitter is at eatsleepff. Uh, anything else, Rich? No, that's it. Cool. You know what? You know what's funny? You, you know how the I'm looking at the draft analysis sure. from Fantasy Pros. We're projected to end 11th in the league. <laughs> we have the we have the worst starters according to according to Fantasy Pros, mm-hmm. which just goes to show you. You know, it's take take these these rankings these analysis on Fantasy Pros the mock drafts with a grain of salt. Yeah. Um, yep. Probably should cut that out. That's all right. That's cool. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, this has been another episode of Eat Sleep Fantasy. Again, follow us at Eat Sleep FF. I'm Richard Freer, and that's that's it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we suck at this. We, 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 we still don't know how to end the show. <laughs> no, uh, we need Christian. Like, uh, what, what does he do? <laughs> he just he just laughs. Um, and then, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Good All night. right, good night, guys. Thanks. <laughs>